You're listening to Intuitive Blueprint Podcast, episode 105. Today, we're going to talk about how limiting beliefs are formed and how we can release them. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you're brand new, my name is Shanae. It's nice to meet you. I'm your host. I am a Reiki master and NLP and coach trainer. And my obsession is helping you master the power of your energy so that you can become the self confident, authentic leader you are and run your business with ease. And if you guys are returning listener, welcome back. I am so excited and thrilled. I just saw the emails and messages that I received over on Instagram. I was like, okay, let me go tell my Instagram friends. (laughs) And I like found my spark and joy for Instagram momentarily again. So I just wanted to say thank you all so much for reaching out. I so appreciate it. And in a time where I, I like the last couple of months, I've felt really alone in, in pregnancy. And so it was really beautiful to just have like an outpouring of love and a remembering that definitely like not alone. So thank you all for that. Love you. Um, really excited for this week's episode. This might be a part one, part two, just depends on how long it takes me to get through the content. I'm going to try and keep this episode a little bit more bite-sized and shorter and action oriented for you. So you can take something away from it. But I'm going to be teaching you how limiting decisions are formed and how can we release them. This is a a snippet of the NLP practitioner uh, training that I teach. It is a seven-day in-person training event. It's my most favorite thing ever. So, But this is a snippet of that. And I thought it would be so useful for you to start to be able to understand where limiting beliefs are formed, what is a limiting belief, um, because there's actually so many types, and then how we can release them. And then if you're interested in becoming certified, I'm going to be offering our NLP practitioner training online, which I like wasn't going to do. And then I got a download from Spirit of like, you are leaving so much on the table by not making this available online and really having to overcome my own limiting beliefs of like, well, it's not going to be as good enough online. And what if people don't finish the content and blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of what inspired this episode of just working through my own limiting beliefs, my own limiting decisions to come to a place of peace and ease and offer my certification training online. So I'm super excited. So if you do, if you like live abroad, or it's just impossible for you to get seven days off and you'd like to become certified in neuro-linguistic programming, time techniques, EFT, coaching, hypnotherapy, and Reiki, this is for you. So if you're not already on the email list, go ahead and get on it because I'm going to be offering a special pre-sale price this week, the week that you hear this podcast. So I'll leave links down in the show notes for you. Okay. Let's dive in. So why is it even important for you to know like what is a limiting belief and how it's formed? The reason why is because our beliefs are truths that we have. Well, beliefs are thoughts that we've had over and over and over again so many times that we have adopted 
adopted them to believe to be true. So beliefs become conscious and subconscious. And if you have a subconscious limiting belief, so subconscious meaning a belief that you are not aware of, but it's running the program of your life, like just who you are and how you be in this world, then you're going to be, it's almost as if you're like, sailing in the ocean with a compass that's like three degrees off and you keep trying to get you to your destination and you keep being like a hundred miles away. I don't know what the math is, but there's a big math, math formula of if a pilot or a sailor is only one degree off, they end up being like a thousand miles away or something like that. But that's what subconscious limiting beliefs are like. It's like you, you think you're going one way, but your compass is attuned to be completely different. So think of your conscious mind as like the goal setter and then your subconscious mind as the goal getter. So even though with your conscious mind, you are setting goals like I want to start my own business. I want to become a coach. I want to heal. I want to become more aware of my triggers and you have these conscious beliefs and these conscious decisions and these goals that you've created, but then subconsciously you keep like veering off track because you have these beliefs that you didn't even know of, or maybe you do know of, but you're not sure how to release them. So that's why becoming aware of limiting beliefs is important because until you become aware of them, you're going to constantly be getting to the wrong destination. So the way that we release limiting beliefs with NLP is we use something called time techniques. So the main, the primary work of time techniques is releasing a negative emotion and a limiting decision. So in general, if there is anything that's not a negative emotion, it's most likely a limited decision. So a limiting, so we actually use the word limiting decision versus limiting belief because a limiting decision is either conscious or subconscious made at a point in time in the past, which is then limited you in some way. So by the way, if you are an Intuitive Blueprint Institute student and you want to follow along with me, we're on page 241 of your NLP practitioner manual. So that's where we are right now. So we call limiting beliefs, limiting decisions because you decided at some point in the past to believe this thing about you, conscious or subconsciously. So here are some examples of different limiting decisions. We have quite a few. I'm going to go through all of them with you. The first is all beliefs. So all beliefs are limiting decisions. So anytime a person has a negative belief about themselves, that belief was preceded by a limiting decision about themselves or to believe that belief. So say yourself or a client says, I don't believe I deserve that or I don't believe I can do that, or any other limiting belief, you should ask them as a practitioner or ask yourself, when did you decide that? When did you decide that you don't deserve that? When did you decide that you can't do that? Such a powerful question. And I ask this question all the time of myself and of my clients, and you'll be so surprised to see the responses that you're going to get or the response that you get from yourself of like, when did I decide that? Like, when did I decide that I'm not good enough? When did I decide that I I can't do that or I can't achieve that? And it's going to trace back to a point. And I'll get into that later of what that point in time is and what we do. 
Second type of limiting decision is any doubts. So all doubts are limiting decisions. Um, Similar to beliefs, doubts are about yourself, right? And they were at some point preceded by a limiting decision to doubt that. So if anybody ever has, says anything like, I don't think I can do that, or I'm not capable of that. Again, the question you're going to ask is when did you decide that? Comparisons are a form of a limiting decision. So if you or a client gives you a comparison, like I wish I could make more money or all I really want is a better life or I'm not good enough. So keywords, more money, better life, good enough, right? Those were comparative words. Whenever you hear those type of words, you want to treat that as a limiting decision. So when you encounter a comparison, what do you think you're going to ask? When did you decide that? You see a theme coming on here? All right. Next type of limiting decision is anything you can't directly feel. So if you are a client, if you're, if your client, I'm just going to give examples as you're a practitioner training a client, coaching a client. So if your client gives you like a negative emotion and they're describing something that you can't feel without you yourself having to mind read for them, for instance, for that, if they said something like, well, I'm not happy or I just don't feel loved you can't feel what they're feeling without having a mind read, right? So if they say, I'm not happy, you'd have to mind read and make up a a reason why they're not happy. They're not giving it to you forthright. Same thing with like, I just don't feel loved. So if they say any type of statements like that, that's a limiting decision. And you ask them, when did you decide that? When did you decide that you're not happy? When did you decide that you don't feel loved? Now, sometimes when I'm coaching and or training, students will say like, well, doesn't that come off too harsh? (laughs) Doesn't that come off like I'm not listening to them? And context matters. You need to be in rapport with your client. You need to be in a coaching container with this person. You know, if you just said that to your friend at lunch, like it is going to come off like condescending. So context does matter, but if you're in a secure coaching relationship, if the client is there to be coached, then no, this does not come off condescending. And this is something I say all the time, but you're there to be their coach, not their best friend. So it is going to be important for you to ask the questions of them that people aren't really asking them, right? They've probably said these same things to people all the time and no one has ever pushed back or questioned or or probed and that is the beauty of having a coach someone who is going to ask those difficult questions of you so that you can look within yourself and find your new awareness so side note okay four more so any negations if a client gives you a negation like i don't make that kind of money that i'd like to or i'm not lovable or i won't ever be a success the root is a limiting decision. So the root of that. So you want to you want to um, open up your ears for any like ne- negation type words. So don't, not, won't. Those are all negations. So if they say something like that, the root is a limiting decision. So you're going to ask, when did you decide that? When did you decide that you don't make the kind of money you'd like to? When did you decide that you're not lovable? Next. 
physiological issues, oftentimes issues that result in physiological symptoms are the result of a limiting decision. So this is any kind of dis-ease that we have in the body, disease, which again, you'll ask, when did you decide that? And you're going to do this one very rarely and with the utmost compassion and rapport because if you have somebody who's suffering with a huge physiological disease like cancer, you're not just going to like ask them, well, when did you decide to have cancer, right? Like that's not compassionate. So you will use this one with at your own discretion, of course, and with a lot of rapport and compassion and care. I have used this one because you'll be so, so surprised to find people who get sick right before a big meeting or before a big opportunity or right when their business is about to take off, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have headaches and I can't work. And it's like, when did you decide that? We unintentionally self-sabotage ourselves because we made a point in the past where we decided that it's not safe to have that amount of success. It's reaching that upper limit like we've talked about in the book, um, Big Leap with Gay Hendricks. Is it Big Leap? I think it's Big Leap. I always forget the name of the book and it's like my favorite book. But when we hit that upper limit, we do, we do find ways to subconsciously sabotage ourselves, getting laryngitis, bronchitis, whatever, getting sick. So any physiological issue can be tied to a limiting decision, a point in time where we said it is not safe to be that successful. And because of that, my body is going to break down. Okay. Accidents. Kind of on the same same wavelength as physiological, sometimes accidents are caused by limiting decisions that your client made that they're not, like they might not even be aware of it. So even in, even if it's not true, even if the accident isn't something that they decided, by being at cause for their creation of the accident, they can still gain learning from it and prevent it from happening in the future. So for example, if someone I don't know, fell and broke their leg. And it's like, well, when did you decide to fall and break your leg? It's like, well, oh, oh, let me give you a better. Last year, after the first hypnotherapy class that I taught, I lost the the memory stick, the memory card with all three days of training on it. And I was like so mad at myself for losing it because then I'd have to like re-record the whole thing. And I wanted it to be taught live instead of like just me talking to the camera. And yeah, I had this big accident where I lost it. And finally, and it's like, you know, was that my fault? When did I decide to lose it? Like in, was that on purpose or was that not on purpose? And the thing was, it was a subconscious decision that I wasn't even aware of yet. I subconsciously sabotaged myself and lost the memory stick because I was feeling doubtful about my ability to be, to, to start this new business of Intuitive Blueprint Institute. So I subconsciously lost it. I did because I saw the memory stick a couple times thinking to myself, I should put that somewhere safer. I should put that somewhere safer. Like I should put that somewhere where I won't lose it. And I think I did put it somewhere safe, but then I like totally forgot where I put it and it wasn't even a super safe spot. I did find it like a month later, month and a half later, I think in where did I find it at? 
Oh, in my, the robe of my pocket. <laughs> I don't wear my robe often. I remember wearing it one day and reaching my hand and I'm like, oh my God, I found it. Actually, it was the coaching class that I did in September or October. So I didn't find it for like three months. So that was an accident made through a limiting decision when I subconsciously decided that I wasn't good enough to be a trainer. And so I subconsciously lost my memory card. Isn't that wild? That is how, that is like how impactful these limiting decisions and limiting beliefs are. And unfortunately, you know, not all of them we're going to become aware of, but by then being at cause for that accident and finding where I was at cause and I was at cause because I, one, didn't believe in myself. And then two, because I didn't believe in myself, I didn't have any haste or urgency about like quickly uploading the the content off the memory card and putting it in a safe place, right? Like I didn't do that because I subconsciously didn't think it was a priority because I didn't think I'd be able to do it. So lesson learned there. All right. The last type of limiting decision that we can have is any negative emotion at effect. So this is when your client has a negative emotion for which they are at the effect of something else and not at the cause. So you might have to dig a little bit further and use more coaching questions to figure out what that limiting decision about creating the negative emotion, but you're going to ask the same question. When did you decide that? An example of this is if somebody is feeling as if like they're unsuccessful or that they are, or what's a negative, unsuccessful is not really negative emotion. It's like, well, I'm feeling really apathetic and I'm feeling apathetic because it's so-and-so's fault. That is like, when did you decide that? When did you decide that your mom is the root of your apathy? When did you decide that your mom was like, is causing the apathy. And this takes a little while because you have to dig past a lot of shame, perhaps a lot of guilt, any other lingering negative emotion. But once you get to the root of that, you're going to be able to help your client be at cause rather than at effect. And when they're at effect, there really isn't much that you can do. You always, always want to get your client to be at cause because when they're at cause, that's when they can find the learnings. And that's when they can then be personally responsible and accountable for the success in their life. If they're at effect, it's not going to work. If you need to dive deeper into what being at cause and what being at effect is, I don't know what episode number it is. We'll try to link it down for you in the show notes, but I have a podcast on that that I did last year. How to be at cause is the title. So those are all the ways in which a limiting decision is made And then that limiting decision then creates a belief or it limits you in some way. So fascinating, right? There's so many, so, so, so many. So that's it for part one on why it's important to know about limiting beliefs, how they're formed, and all the different ways that limiting decisions are created in our lives. In part two, we'll go over how to release them. If you have any questions in the meantime, go ahead and send me an email or reach out to me on Instagram. We'll see you next week for part two. And before I forget, if you would like to become certified in NLP and learn not only this tool in person, but so many more, make sure you join the mailing list so that you can be the first to 
get the pre-sale price. If you want to pay full price, then you know you don't have to do that. But if you want to get the pre-sale list price, then join the email. And if you are looking to come to the inner child healing retreat, I'm going to invite you every single week before. And don't forget, we have our inner child healing retreat in May, May 12th through the 15th. Links for that are also down below. Would super love to have you up in Mount Shasta. It will be the last retreat that I host this year, and I will not be hosting this retreat next year. So it is your last opportunity. It's all inclusive, three nights, four days, all inclusive of food and accommodations. It is such a beautiful, beautiful experience. I'm really excited. And a lot of alumni want to come back. So if you want to come, we have five spots left. So go ahead and just reach out to me and we'll get you going. Or you can go down to the show notes and find the links for that and then reach out to me from there. All right, you guys, I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now. 